0: Hello and welcome back to the GynoCast. My name is Dr. Eric Kegard. I'm a board-certified obstetrician gynecologist. I'm here with Twyla Dang, my buddy, my friend, my boss, my wing person. And today we are talking about HPV because we... Even though we sound like we're here, but really, is on the beach and I am meditating in the Himalayas.
1: Yeah, we're we're on a bit of a break, just a small that's one. Right. Uh, we're working hard on season two, and while we were working, we wanted to make sure that we provided uh, just a way to sort of keep connected yeah. with us and keep sharing information until we are back with full length episodes. So, because
0: right. we are all about emotional connection, it's all about connectivity. Oh, that's nice. In I'm, this world, I have my business hat on. It's all about value. Oh, okay. Well, value. whatever. I'm all about. <laughs> and so I, I found out that Twyla and I have a. Another connection that we both feel passionately about, which is we are both rabid Engelbert Humperdinck fans. Yeah, we are. No, and, uh, we're not. <laughs> we were just, I, <laughs> I don't even know how this came <laughs> up. We started talking. as and It's I your do fault. Something. You
1: sang a song and I guessed. Oh, that's right. You, you I, asked me to guess who sang it and I literally just pulled that out of my head. Oh, I, I was know like, what I Engelbert right, Humperdinck. Right. And you're like, no. And you're like, I don't even know he's still alive. And, okay. And don't ask me how I know this, she but is. somehow I know he's still alive.
0: So, I can tell you this, and we will get to the HPV. view. i, yeah, mean, I, do I this very quickly. But, oh, boy. But here we, we go. were talking at the end of our last recording about how, if you want to ask questions at the matriarch.com website, you can yes. go to
1: matriarchdm.com and you put in hello at matriarchdm.com.
0: <laughs> and so I started singing hello again. Yes. Hello. He did. Which is not Engelbert Humperdinck. It's actually Neil Diamond. Yeah. And, so, and then then I said, can you imagine having a name like Engelbert Humperdinck? <laughs> yeah, and I said
1: yeah, because yeah, I'd, I'd own that. That's like that's the name. Well, I you, you beat you up a lot as a kid, but hey. I will
0: tell you this. Well, he didn't because his real name is Arnold George Dorsey. Wait, so, so he changed it to he, that? He actually decided to change his name. You Engelbert know what? That makes me respect
1: Humpernick. you even more. I now respect. I,
0: I appreciate that. All right, can you name one Engelbert Humperdinck No, song? not even one. Okay, let me let me sing this one, which I think don't is, sing
1: it. It cost me gonna... money. You can just say the title. Oh, nobody will ever recognize it.
0: Please release me oh let me go okay wait i know you know how i know that song
1: here's how i know it because when i was a kid stop singing it. no stop that's gonna cost me money (laughs) um you know they used to have those old commercials where it would be like the greatest hits yeah and that was always the song they played as like the outro when they flashed the 800 number to call and get your double cd sent (laughs) I so I totally just know that part uh, and of you that may, song, and
0: I think you know this one too. And after the love... no, nope, I don't know that. Song. Uh, I'm not that old. I told you. Oh, okay. I don't think that's the right song. <laughs> okay, so because uh, you can tell that Twila and I are just kind of screwing around a little bit, but we're yeah. on a break here. Yeah, we are. And so, we're on but one thing I don't want to be on break for, Twila, yes. is protecting ourselves. Amen. And our services. If we have cervices. Tell it, sister soldier. And if you don't have a cervix, you may also worry about your throat, your anus, or your penis. Yeah. And, you know, so even if you're not a female, those other parts of your body you might care about. Yeah. So you may have seen uh, advertisements on TV talking about human HPV, virus and the vaccines that address them. I think there's one that's really a total guilt trip. Have you seen that the one? The
1: ones with the boy and the girl, and yes. they're like an adult, and they wind them all the way back to the age yeah. where they should have gotten the vaccine. That's right. And they're like, you didn't, but if you had known there was a way to prevent it, you would have done it,
0: wouldn't yeah. you, Mom? Right.
1: Wouldn't you, Dad?
0: And yeah. you, you know what I think about that kind of guilt tripping? Good for them. Go for it. Do it. You know, I there are, there are a few things that I think that being... Uh, Kind of have having pressure put on a parent for making bad decisions is appropriate, and this is one of them. Okay, if you, I'm just going to tell you, and I know we're probably going to get uh, emails about this saying that we're wrong, but well. human papilloma virus is an incredibly effective vaccine. In fact, uh, in re- just recently, there was a study that came out in the International Jour- Journal of Cancer. So this is not like the, you know, South Bulgarian. Journal of of whatever. And yeah. No offense to Bulga- South Bulgaria. No, no, I'm looking at your emails left and right. There's a lot. I don't think we have a large South Pay B- Bulgaria. Pay attention. We're international. You never know. know. So forgive me. I just that just came out. But I'm talking about. There's a lot of little journals that really have very little significance or importance. But the International Journal of Cancer is a big cancer journal. And so this this is looking. This came out of a study in Denmark, and they in Denmark they implemented implemented hpv vaccinations as part of a childhood vaccine program in 2009 and so they actually have what they call cohort which is a bunch of people kind of moving through life together right that they look at right and so they they had you know thousands and thousands of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. Okay, we get, get it. Jeez, you're just not—you're ignoring me. I'm not. Of, I'm taking of, notes of children uh, that ha- received this vaccine, and now they are adults. Okay, and so they compared uh, people that received their vaccinations in 1993, which is, um, uh, or I, I'm sorry, let me let me let me restate that. They looked at at people who were born in 1993 versus those who were born in 1983 because the ones in 1993 were old enough that they received the vaccinations. Okay. And so and what they found was that there was a significant reduction in severe dysplasia or precancer in that cohort, meaning the ones that were born in 1993 as compared to the ones in 83 which did not get the vaccination. Okay. So and we are talking about about a 40% reduction in severe dysplasia, which means severe precancer, which is not good. Yeah. And so you might think, huh, 40%, well, that's, you know, that's not that big of a deal. But, you know, that's half. And so you might think, huh, well, you know, half, that's, you know, that means, you know, half didn't have any difference. Well, if you look, if you think about it more, you've got to realize that it is recommended that children, adolescents, be given this vaccine as early as 9, but ideally around 11 or 12 years old, right, both boys exactly. and girls. Exactly. And so, and in that cohort... In the United States, it is shown to be almost 100 percent effective. 100 percent effective in terms of preventing uh, HPV-related disease. Wow! And so, why the difference? Well, the reason is because these these Danish children received this vaccine when they were 16, 17, you know, when they were not, when they were beyond the time of ideal vaccination, and once, and and also at the time when they already. Many of them began to be sexually active. Right. And the ideal time is to vaccinate before sexual activity. Okay. And so, you know, I will tell you, I've been I've been doing this long enough that I have treated a lot of cervical cancer in my life. Luckily, not so much in, in my later career here because, well, the Pap smear and and technology for for identifying precancer and treating cancer and precancer has gotten so much better. Right. But I will tell you, parents out there that are wondering whether you should do this or not, you got to realize that, number one, cervical cancer is a horrible way to die. I'm just going to drop that. Uh, listen, is, you can't say
1: that significantly enough because I think a lot of people that are trying to make this decision not for themselves but for their children are too wrapped up in the notion of it means I'm giving them permission to have sexual activity and they're too tied up in things that they're uncomfortable yes. talking to their kids about as opposed to what could happen later on down the road. Right.
0: It has no, there's been never there's no correlation with giving this vaccine and 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 people's decision whether to have sex or not. It's right. just Right. And absurd. also and it's then absurd.
1: Also, can you speak a little bit about the vaccine and sort of the the quote-unquote side effects of the vaccine?
0: Okay, so let me tell you, I I will talk about that in a second, because that's a great question, something of great concern. But let me just tell you that if you look at cervical cancer, 99% of cervical cancers are due to human papillomavirus, 99%. Wow. And it's due to two basic ones, 16 and 18. Um, The HPV vaccine is almost 100% effective. There aren't that many things that can do that 100 percent right. effective in protecting children from getting uh, uh, pre and cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, there's uh, there's other HPV related diseases like uh, there is a proportion of throat cancer, anal cancer and penile cancer, which are, are also related to HPV, including 16 and 18, but also um, 9 and 11. And so these this includes genital warts and that sort of thing. The new vaccine, which has, um, I think, nine, I think it protects against nine HPV variants, used to be four, now I think, I believe there's nine, is, again, almost 100% in terms of preventing things like uh, uh, HPV-related throat cancer, wow. HPV-related uh, uh, genital warts, anal cancer. This is, and they're not all, in all those areas, I just want to specify that, cancers in those areas of the body are not nece- are not all hpv mm-hmm. but the ones that are hpv related it appears to be very effective and so please 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 vaccinate your children. I know there's a lot of anti-vaccine vaccine people and people who say, well, my children will always make great decisions and will never be exposed to HPV. And the reality is that if you are alive, which most of our listeners are, mm-hmm. and sexually active or have been sexually active, which most of our listeners are, you have very likely been exposed because even if you make great decisions and even if your current partner thinks he or she is making great decisions, they're all you're also having sex with everybody they've ever had sex with and their partners and their partners and their partners exactly. and it's not just necessarily having penile uh, penis vaginal sex or anal sex or but it it can be any other kind of touching where fluids and contact go between people and you know just touching and oral sex and etc and you cannot unless you wrap yourself up in plastic and sit on the couch and do not have any contact with people there's a very good chance you've been exposed
1: right or so, like in and that's the thing we, we're not. I think that's the thing that's the hardest to wrap your brain around as a parent. I, I fully understand that. I am a parent. I have two teenagers. Um, full disclosure: my husband and I made that decision a long time ago. We did have both of our older children vaccinated, and we will have our last child vaccinated as well. Yeah. Um, but those that came out of very out of a very specific understanding of we did our research. My husband has a medical background. He did the research about the medication, about the risks of the medication, about what the what it could prevent long term. I did sort of the emotional due diligence of opening this up to a conversation that we would, on some level, want to talk to our children possibly about sex and relationships and responsibilities and our ability to protect them from things that could happen later on. And yeah. even with all of those things combined, it was the best decision we could make. Why wouldn't you do something that could prevent your child from suffering later on, from developing cancer later on, from yep. per- developing complications that could lead to like infertility later on. Precisely. Why wouldn't you do everything that you could to make sure that your child doesn't put anybody else at risk and that your child is never at risk? It That's right. seems it just seems like it's a no brainer. And as more time goes by and more studies are done, and and the vaccine is out longer and more people are able to get it, um, and yep. you can see that people are growing up fine with it and are and are okay and are living successful, healthy lives, you know, in part because of it. I think it hopefully will just make it easier for people to make that decision. I'm sure there was a point in the timeline of medication where when we first started to give out vaccinations to younger children, we were just like, Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. That's right. And then over time, as you saw that it worked and kids were healthier and people lived longer and healthier, happier lives, it just became normalized. What I hope is that this will eventually become normalized too. We're not there yet. But the more we have these conversations and take away some of that anxiety that just comes from sort of personal angst of wanting to protect your kid but not wanting to expose them to something too
0: soon, which I fully understand. Well, let me ask you this question. When you gave your kids the MMR Mm -hmm. or the Tdap Mm -hmm. or, you know, varicella vaccinations, did you tell them what they were for?
1: No, a lot of them, they were too little to get in.
0: Right, well, but even, but, you know, but you, yeah, but you as are they, a parent I mean, yeah, at 11 or 12. You yeah, can, as you as can they, say this is, we're giving you a vaccine to prevent you prevent an infection that can cause cancer. Right,
1: and I think what happens, I, honestly, I think the reason why you see a lot of hand-wringing is because when people are doing their research about this, they wind up sort of getting exposed to things that kids are, 11 or 12 are that are that age where they are pretty yeah. savvy. And yeah. you can, you know, and they, and if you're coming in specifically just to do that, as opposed to it's being grouped with your tetanus shot or whatever else. Yeah. You wind up getting into that weird place where they start going, "Well, why are we doing this?" "Well, why?" "Well, why?" "Well, why?" And I and to be honest, yeah. it's a part part of this whole discussion and the difficulty around it is that it comes from our generation of helicopter parenting yeah. where we want to include kids in all of this and treat them like little adults. Okay, I'm going to
0: push back on this a little
1: bit. Okay, go ahead. And for this
0: it. is I, there's no science to what I'm saying. I'm just talking as a parent and as a human, okay. right? That if, if you are that uptight about talking to your kids about sexual activity, then you probably have a relationship with them that will allow you to say, you're getting this vaccine, and you're doing it because I'm telling you to do it.
1: Actually, I think you're right about and, that. And and you know because the, I, those of I, us who are me, like inclusive and want to
0: talk to your kids, we're probably more comfortable about talking to them about sexual activity anyway. Well, I know but a lot of people at that 11, 12, at eleven years old, you you just adult, do it. Can just say you roll this your eyes at this. it, but you'll do it because I told you to do it. Doing this because it's, you know, it's But I, like home.
1: I said, I think that's I think that's twofold. I think for because our family was very much like, hey, we're going to do this. We're explaining to you what it is, but you're doing it. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of families that sat down and had discussion, quote unquote, with their kids and yeah. they decided not to do it. And they let the kid have input. And I was like, uh, like I said, oh, you know, what? you get to make those decisions. That's your family that's how they run. Kind of hope you guys will circle back around the island yeah. on that later and right. decide to do it. I mean, when you see commercials that really push things like, oh, go get a meningitis vaccination before you send your kid off to college. It seems to me like given that we know who we were when we were kids and we knew the stupid things we did when we were young people that it's just a given that your kids are going to do a certain amount of stupid stuff and you just hope it doesn't, like, um, now your biggest fear is you hope it doesn't wind up in the internet, Yeah, right. you know, exactly. but they're still going to do it. So if they're That's going right. to do it,
0: protect them. Exactly. Now, I, you talked about safety, and let me just tell you that this is as of 2014. Ready? Mm-hmm. This is four years ago. Yeah. At that point, there were 60 million doses, 60 million doses of the vaccine that had been given. Wow. The side effects were pain at the incision site, sometimes a low-grade fever, dizziness and nausea, there's never been any well-documented serious side effects. None. Zero. Even those ones that, like, pop
1: up on, like, the daytime talk shows are like, oh, she went to a coma for four days.
0: Well, it's not true. Okay. It's not, I'm, you know, if you get the vaccine, you get in a car accident, you end up in a coma, it gets correlated in terms of data. Right. So and there's so something there's ca- never so been There's never been a documented case of someone getting one of these vaccinations and having some sort of side effect or event happened that can be purely attributed to the vaccine
1: okay so they're, so they're like most likely there's it's the, it, it happened at the same time it happened yes. within the same window but it can't necessarily be 100 percent pointed back that you gave them that vaccine and that's what happened to them
0: that's right if i have cheerios in the morning i walk out and trip on my front steps and break my leg. It's not because I had Cheerios. Yes, it is because Even.
1: Cheerios suck. Why would you eat those
0: first thing in the morning? I'm just anyway, kidding. I love I'm kidding. I I'm love kidding. I totally with sugar. I'm I'm kidding.
1: Love I love Cheerios. Honey I, Nut Cheerios. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and you're I'm telling kidding. me to what are what you giving a hard time about saying something I know, I'm, I'm totally kidding. It's a local no. company too. I'm kidding. No. I lo- no. I do love Cheerios. And
0: a local company that's done a lot of really good stuff in terms of funding public education. So yeah. Just
1: yeah. No. I'm just. I'm <laughs> totally just being a jerk. I like. I love Cheerios. I just prefer not to. I I don't eat that kind of stuff in the morning. Too clean, but
0: so, and I, and now this is the other kind of uh, sobering thing that as of 1915, there was a study shown, 1915, 2015, Ooh, okay. that showed that only about 50% of girls have been vaccinated Aww. for HPV. So we got to do better. This is one of these things, as a parent, just submit. <laughs> How do you Don't like that? that? You know, like when you're doing judo, um, when I can, you know, when you're doing your judo. Throws, Twyla. yeah, because yeah. um, I do that. Yeah, that you know when you're when your your husband, but you know uh, what? Just basically just submits and taps out. You know, being a parent, there's sometimes just tap out and just and just do it. We, well, uh,
1: and I f- and that it's like wearing seatbelts. Well, I find that, that super discouraging because I feel like that just goes back to this whole weird, um, and you know. It, Imbalance that we've created where boys get a certain standard and girls get a certain standard, yeah. and like we actually have people that won't protect our girls because they think that girls should be more chaste or whatever. It's complete bogus, double standard, and it's the kind of double standard that can wind up really harming somebody that's later right. on. So, just that's right. Uh, we got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. Yeah. And I know I have a daughter and a son. I have two daughters and a son. Yeah. And I'm, I am determined to do everything I can equally to protect
0: them. And I will tell you this, that when people think that teens are reckless and make poor decisions, I will tell you that as, as, a, as a women's health practitioner, as a clinician, you would not believe the things that people tell me, which is, you know, that they do, which as upstanding, you know, reliable, responsible adults— People do stupid things. Oh yeah, all the everybody time. does them. all the time. And you know, it's not you don't. Those are the things you really don't generally talk about at cocktail parties. With you know, the they really stupid things which I could tell you about. Well, I told you amount.
1: everybody, every woman in there, every every actual woman that has a circle of women friends has an agreement, and I will share the agreement because this is just us letting you
0: into oh, the this circle this is good okay yeah. everybody stop and listen this is this is sort of thing that
1: yeah this is okay. this is secret circle stuff Okay. so every woman has this an agreement stays with us, like right? yeah, yeah well yeah. sort of um every woman has an agreement that their one or two closest girlfriends knows that if something happens to you tomorrow there's like usually a box in your house or something in your house that you want out that your family never needs to see that your oh. you don't want your kids to see it or you don't want you don't want anybody to know about it. You just go and destroy it for them. And right. you, everybody knows. Everybody has one. I know I'm in a circle, circle, and I know two people know where mine is. Do I'm, you have such
0: a box? Yes.
1: And everybody has. I have a. I am the protector of secret for at least five other women. That if something happens to you tomorrow, I know where to go get it and dispose of it so that your
0: family doesn't have to deal with it. I'm trying to think if I. I feel a little you know, kind of bad about. Listen, all the, sure listen. That all
1: the years that I worked on, w- on with you on this show and worked on radio with you. Everybody knows a, a fundamental piece of my secret circle is taking my laptop and destroying it because I've okay. searched for so many super weird things <laughs> in service okay. of our show. That's probably true. That okay. I would look like some sort of crazed, you know, like yeah. deviant. So I, I've i always said everybody, listen, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Just take my laptop, hit it with a hammer. Toss it in the river. Don't. I. am Nobody needs to go. Ever, nobody ever needs to go through my browser history ever again. And everybody's like, "Well, you can erase your browser history." I'm like, "No, you really can't ever truly erase your browser history. Let's not. I don't want my legacy to be like we thought Twyla was an upstanding person. Then we looked at like 2015. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Just as I, I always just tell people, just destroy it with the box. Thanks.
0: So I want to end this conversation with a little story that I've told actually on the Gyno Cast before. Okay. Which is the importance of protecting yourself, and. You know, we're talking about HPV and vaccinations, which goes along to pap smears, but I'll, I'll just being being aware and being careful mm-hmm. is that the saddest, one of the saddest things that I've ever had happen, which I've described before, was I had a patient of mine who was very heavy who oh, said, yeah. will you see my sister? Mm-hmm. Because she's also very heavy and she's embarrassed. And she, and she was about 28 years old at that time. And I did an exam and I could tell right away, this is invasive cervical cancer. Uh. And this young she was funny she was lovely she was just wonderful this young woman had not had a pap smear forever because she was embarrassed to come in and have it done because she was so heavy Uh. and she had invasive cancer and died you know this is not stuff to to mess around with and you know get tested work with your physicians take the available information and protect yourself we are here to help you need to be skeptical and cynical about everything, but protect yourself. This I have is a real stuff.
1: Uh, before we before we wrapped it all, all up. If you are uh, say you, you know, for whatever reason, your parents did not expose you to this and you're like 18, 19, you're off on your own. Now you're at college. Is there an option for you as a as a young adult to go yes. get this vaccination? Where is sort of yeah. what's the age cutoff for the 26? Uh, OK, so, you, so so you actually have time and an opportunity if you yes. as an older person, if you hadn't been given this before and you want to sort of take on your own sort of responsibility for your health, which you should want to do, you still have the option of getting it. It's not too late if you don't get it as a young, young person. It's
0: not too late, but the efficacy is decreased because the ideal time is to get it before children have sexual activity. Right. Which is why The optimal time is around eleven or twelve. Absolutely, and that's not saying that kids are having sex at thirteen, but you know you're in this. Yeah, but better to get it safe.
1: Well, better to get it before the hormones kick in and you're having those conversations anyway. Yeah,
0: and it's not. It's not. It's the idea is get it before they have sexual uh, activity, but also number two is that their immune system is very robust at that point, so they get a good immune response. So it's a it's a double double win. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please join. Go to our Uh, Facebook site, the Gynocast Facebook site, and join because it's a wonderful group. Absolutely. It's easy
1: to do. Go to Facebook and go to the Gynocast. You request to be a member if you aren't already and we will vet you and let you in. It's a private group because we have um, sometimes delicate conversations there and we want to provide a safe, respectful place, which we do. Um, Also, if you want to know more about the show and more about us, go to the website. Go to matriarchdm.com. You can go to the Gynocast page. We have previous episodes of the show we have a little information about us we have the syllabus if you want to check out or need information from previous episodes and you can even email us at hello at matriarchdm.com
0: hello so uh thank you for listening to us talk about hpv which is a sexually transmitted infection which allows me to segue into this after the love i'm going to get you (laughs) I'm still in love. Stop with singing! You. You're
1: costing me so much money.
0: That's the notorious. That's the uh, the notorious Engelbert, the notori- Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert <laughs> who chose that name himself. All right, he thank was you. Still alive. thanks for listening. <laughs>